Yes. Let's go to the headlines now. Thanks, Jessie. East Coast MP Kitty Allen has apologised to the Prime Minister and confirming she will not seek re-election for her seat in October. She'd been battling with her mental health over the past few weeks and resigned from all her portfolios yesterday after crashing her car and being charged by police. The Broadcasting Minister expects new RNZ board member Jason Ake will pull back in his public comments after his social media post about Ms Allen earned him a rebuke from Chris Hipkins and RNZ's chairman. We'll have more news at two. Kia ora, I'm Mihingarangi Forbes, host of Mata, RNZ's Māori political podcast where commentators, newsmakers and politicians wānanga the big issues this election year. Would you consider a coalition with the National Party? Holy hickama, they'd have to pretty much have surgical transformation. So join me for Mata with Mihingarangi Forbes after the 6.30 headlines this evening on RNZ National. David Norkland says it's a wetter hotel. Bees have hotels too. They fly in and walk from their landing pad because there aren't any wetter or bee buses. Thanks. Wetter fare sounds good, says someone else. Does the wetter accommodation have a cockroach concierge? Not sure. Thank you for your messages on 2101. Last year, we had a total of 94 drownings across New Zealand. That's the highest toll we've had in a decade. Today is World Drowning Prevention Day, and the Drowning Prevention Auckland group are pushing a campaign to try and turn that around. It's called Float First, and it's encouraging people to make sure their survival skills are up to scratch. To tell us more about their message, I'm joined by Drowning Prevention Auckland Chief Executive Nicola Keen Bigler. Hi, Nicola. Kia ora, Jesse. World Drowning Prevention Day, presumably aimed at the Northern Hemisphere, where everyone's jumping into the water at this time of year. That's true, but people do drown in winter in New Zealand as well. Um, you know, it's a really important message to get out at any time of the year. Why is it so bad in New Zealand? Well, drowning is a really complex issue. There's a number of aspects that are happening. Um, Unfortunately, we've had flooding and cyclones that have really contributed to the figures. Um, But overall, we've got a really diverse uh, set of waterways in our country, and we've got many new to New Zealanders who come and just are completely unaware of the risks of our water environments. Is it getting worse? It is, unfortunately. This is the worst year in a decade, uh, which is really disheartening for those of us that work so hard for this uh, preventable uh, death to not occur. Yeah, so all that stuff that you mentioned has always been the case. We've already had, always had diverse waterways in New Zealand, so why would it be getting worse? I, I guess it's... A, well, I do know we need more education. We need to educate people about the risks. Um, you know, our message today around float first is we really need the nation to understand that floating is a critical skill to learn. It could be the difference between you being um, a statistic or actually living. Um, floating, most people think that they can. Um, our research actually shows that um, two-thirds of adults think that they can float for more than five minutes. Um, but when we tested them recently, only 2% could float for more than five minutes. Gosh. And actually a third for less than 15 seconds. Wow. 
So we just assume that floating is a natural activity that we can all float. We can probably all remember floating as a kid and thinking it was quite easy. We completely um, misunderstand how difficult it can be and it doesn't actually take much to be able to float. Everyone can float. Yeah, I've got very heavy ankles so I have to work extra hard, <laughs> Nicola. It's a, it's a really big physiological problem for me. Um, I don't know how long I would last. Why did you choose float first as your message? Uh, internationally, it's a key message that underlies most water safety programs. It's one of the 15 water competencies that are embedded in our education. We thought, how can we simplify it down to learn one thing, which is aligned with the World Health Organization's focus on this particular day. Uh, it's one thing that really could make a difference. It's one thing that anybody, regardless of your age or aquatic experience, can actually think about today. Weird question, but how do you float? Uh, well, essentially, the more uh, air that you have in your lungs, the better it's going to be. So, um, you know, on your back, um, breathing through your nose, increasing the air in your lungs is naturally going to um, push your head up, lift your chest up, um, clear your airways of the water, um, going to give you a more chance to calm down, like to actually to do that for a minute, to find some equilibrium and calm will enable you to think more clearly and think about the options that you have to, to get to safety. Right, because what is the natural thing to do or what do people sort of mistakenly do? Uh, your natural instinct is to fight the, the sinking and to try and swim and get to help. And that uh, decreases your lung capacity, you take on water and it can end very badly very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, thinking about uh, lying on your back, getting your head above the water, and just gives you that time to calm your natural body uh, response. So I guess everyone should have a plan for what they do if they find themselves uh, in water unexpectedly. This is going to be falling off a boat, I guess, but but maybe too if um, if there's some flash flooding, I don't know. Maybe Maybe we can't even really imagine all the situations that this might apply to, but what's a good plan to have? Uh, Definitely to float first, uh, to control your breathing. Uh, Can you call for help? Is there someone that you can get, um, you know, to notice you? Can you reach flotation um, and to swim to safety? Is it the sort of thing you can practice? It is. um, And in fact, we encourage you to go online. We've got some um, e-learning resources that show you how to float. Uh, for the next couple of weeks, we have um, opportunities with Auckland Council pools to come down and test your ability to float with one of our educators. Um, those dates and locations are also on our website. Uh, and just to engage in education, all of our programs are underpinned by the 15 water competencies and floating is one of those. Um, next time you are in, in the pool um, or with friends, you know, see, if, see if you can float, test each other. Um, you know, it can make it a bit of fun, but just to really um, understand your own ability, I think, is a really important step forward. Those four Auckland pools you're running, the um, supervised sessions, are they heated? I think they are. Definitely. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> While I've got you there, what are those other water competen- uh, competen- competencies that you were talking about? Uh, so they range from the skills of swimming um, through to understanding risks and local hazards. Um, how do you um, get to you know, safe entry and exit out of different waterways? 
wearing a life jacket well. So it's actually, you know, we really, really want people to wear life jackets, but also it needs to be fitted well. And then you move into uh, some of the more um, sort of knowledge and behaviours that people have around water. So they're yeah, wide and varied um, and all equally important. And, you know, that's how we really will get a holistic approach to water safety and drowning prevention. I wonder if the problem is that we that we are just... Water is part of our lifestyle in New Zealand and maybe because that's the case, we're just too casual about it. Definitely. I think, um, you know, particularly with our males, it, it, unfortunately more males drown than, than women. This um, Kiwi attitude of she'll be right, it won't happen to me, that's someone else's problem, I always do the right thing, I could get myself to safety, that underlies a lot of the tragic cases, you know, the fathers, brothers, sons that don't go home to their family. Um, So yeah, I think you're right. Nice to talk to you today, thanks so much. Thank you, Jesse. Nicola Keane Biglar, Chief Executive of Drowning Prevention Auckland, who says float first and test yourself and find out how long you can float for. That's amazing. Two-thirds of adults think they can float for more than five minutes.